Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing today? How do we feel today? Wonderful. Oh, that's good. Blessed. Attitude check? Praise the Lord. Oh, it's good to be here this morning. Amen. In Mitch's case, it's good to be anywhere this morning. Yes. It's good to be. Yes, it is. Do we have any birthdays in the past week? Past two weeks? Since they got left out last week. Any birthdays? Philip! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Anniversaries. No anniversaries. Okay, then uh, the only announcements I see this morning is the uh, congregational business meeting tomorrow evening, 6 o'clock in the fellowship hall. So uh, <clears throat> be there if you can. Amen. Amen. Well, let's praise the Lord this morning. Start out with, uh, with our opening hymn, For the Beauty of the Earth, number 64. Stand, please. Lord of all to thee, 
Turn to number 174. Open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Take us to the Lord in prayer, please. Sure. Our Father and God, we are so blessed. Lord, we can't thank you enough just for what you did on the cross, much less all the other gifts that you've given. Lord, wow. Open our eyes, open our ears to hear and to see your goodness. And then open our mouths to share it. Lord, let your spirit touch us this morning. Rise us above all the problems of this world. And let us touch heaven. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory 
forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is Beneath the Cross of Jesus, number 239. our meditation and prayer this morning. Supper is a celebration of Christ's victory over sin and death and over Satan and his allies. Engaging in this meal is a powerful testimony to the world that Jesus is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. How can we eat a small piece of bread and drink a little wine? Do you want to do that? Back in the Garden of Eden, and an act of eating plunged the world into sin. One bit, one bite of this of disobedience led to the death of Adam and Eve, and for us, it is it caused conflict between Adam and Eve. It caused thorns and weeds to grow in the garden. It caused pain in child childbirth. It led to sibling rivalries between their sons, 
Cain and Abel. All this came out, out I'm sorry, all this came about through the act of eating and rebelling against God. That is represented. And behind the forbidden fruit was the whisper of the devil. As Tony Eve says, they got devilish consequences because they were eating at the devil's table. But sin and the devil do not have the last word. Amen. Jesus, the Son of God, who came, who became human and gave up his own body and blood for our sake, has made new life and restored possible for us. Eating at this table significates at our partaking in what he accomplished on the cross on our behalf. He was, he he has paid fully. I'm sorry. He has fully paid for our sins. We celebrate by eating the meal by which he calls us to remember him. Let's pray. Our gracious heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for everything you have given us, Lord. Lord, we thank you for just giving us a new life, a new 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 day. Lord, let us take the bread and wine and remember what you sacrificed for us and what you gave for us too. In your name pray, Jesus Christ, amen. Let's take a few moments just to talk silently with the Lord. When Jesus and his disciples were gathered for the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and blessed it, broke it, and passed it among them, saying, This is my body, broken for you. Eat ye of it. And likewise the cup, after they had eaten, Jesus passed it to them and said, This is the blood of the new covenant shed for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's join in the doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above me, heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Number 556 is our hymn of praise this morning. When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Yes, sir. 
When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, when the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, bright and cloudless morning when the dead in Christ shall rise and the glory of his resurrection share when his chosen ones shall gather under home from the skies and the roll is called up yonder I'll be there when the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder when the road is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Let us labor for the master from the dawn to setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll When the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. Amen. Brother Phil, do you have the scripture this morning? Surely not. Destruction of the temple, signs of the end times. Jesus left the temple and was t- walked away when his disciples came up to him, called his attention to its buildings. Did you see all the things? He asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on uh, on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the mountain of olives the disciples came to him privately tell us they said when will this happen what were the signs of your coming of the end of the age Jesus answered watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in the name of claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many you will hear the words and rumors of the words but See to it that you will, you are not heart alarmed. Such things has happened, but the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdom. There are there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning 
of birth pains. <clears throat> then you will then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will you will be hated by all nations because of me. At the time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the world, I'm sorry, in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Jude flee the mountains. Let no one on the house top go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back into Go, go back to get their cloaks. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. I pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For, the, for then they will, they will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equal again. If those days have not been cut short, no one would survive, but this, for the sake of the elective, elective, those days will be shortened. At that time, if no anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elective. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there, there he is, out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or he, or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as light that comes from the east is visible evening in the west, so will, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. <clears throat> Wherever there is a, a carcass, there will be vultures will gather immediately after the distress of those days. The sun will be dark and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heaven, heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then will appear the signs of the Son of Man in heaven and then all the people of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather in his elected from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn the lesson from the fig tree. As soon as the twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you will never, you will know that summer is near. Even so, you will see all these things. You will know that it is near, right at the door. 
truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass, but my words will never pass away. Well, my microphone is dead, so I'll use this one. That means I'll be still. Makes Bob happy. Good morning. How are you, church? Wow, one of you is anyway. Oh, isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Boy, this is a tough passage of Scripture. You know, I was kind of tempted to just skip over and <laughs> move on, but can't do that. It's all part of it. We've got to dig in. So we start out here, you know, Jesus had just been challenged and all this was going on, and so now he moves on uh, from the temple and goes to the Mount of Olives. This, uh, this is called the Olivet Discourse. Uh, and the thing is, is that Jesus starts this conversation with a question. Do you see all these things? Well, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I got eyes. They work. Of course I see it. Then he says this. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. Now they're looking at the temple and they're looking at these other magnificent uh, structures around with these stones that some of them were tons. You know, they're huge stones. And Jesus is telling them they'll all be thrown down, not one upon another. Now that actually was fulfilled in AD 70. That's when the temple was destroyed and not one stone was left standing on paw, up on another stone. It literally was fulfilled. But it goes on to say that, you know, as Jesus was sitting here on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. You know, some things you, you don't want everybody to know you're stupid about, so you go privately <laughs> to the Lord. And they say, tell us, they said, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming? And number three, the end of the age. Now, there's actually three questions there in one. Some people only call it two questions, but I, I call it three. And Jesus doesn't answer them in order. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice if he just followed the, 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 the list and answered. But no, he answers the second question first. The second question being, when will this sign uh, be of the coming of your, uh, uh, of your coming? And that's when he starts out, watch out that no one deceives you. Now, why do you think he said that first? I think it's because it's the most important thing. We need to be read up, studied up, prayed up, and paying attention, and walking with God. So that no one can deceive us. The devil is slick, folks. There's certain things that he does that he does over and over and over. But for some reason, we don't seem to catch on to that too good. <laughs> he tells lies. 
You know what overcomes a lie? The truth. That's all. The truth. That's the reason why when Jesus was in the wilderness being tested, that every time Satan told a lie, Jesus told him the truth. And it was done. It was over. Satan was defeated. But what if Satan tells us a lie and we don't know the difference? What if we don't know the truth and we believe his lie? At that point, we've been deceived. You know how we avoid that? By being in the word. The more that we get into this word, the more the word gets into us. And the more the word gets into us, the harder it is for Satan to deceive us. Amen? So it's important for us to stay in the word. Not just read it, but study it, meditate on it, and pray and ask God for help. And folks, the devil lies through the media all the time. The devil lies through movies all the time. If you watched all the movies that go on in today's world and you didn't know anything, but you think if you took a child and you set them in front of a TV their whole life and then you turn them loose out in the world. Well, they'd think it's okay to kill the bad people and who determined that it's bad be me. They would think it was okay to, you know, have sex with anybody anywhere at any time. I mean, you just think about that. Why all the lies that come through a movie box? And we sit there and soak that up hours and hours and hours a day. But we don't have time for the word of God. It's dull and boring. (laughs) Every time I start to read the word of God, I get sleepy and I start going to sleep. That's another trick of the devil, folks. Why is it you can read a novel and get excited? Why is it you can read an article in a magazine and get excited, but you read the word of God and you get sleepy? It's the devil. He says, see to it that you're not deceived, that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. Now, folks, there's been many that over the years, even back in this time, there were many who came and said, I'm the Messiah. But over time, it was proven that they were not. That's one of the reasons why it was so hard for the Jews to accept that Jesus was the real Messiah. There'd been many Messiahs already. And they were all liars. So when the real Messiah came, they had a hard time. They had a hard time. You know, I've met people. Boy, it's hard not walking around. (laughs) I have met people who have had such a bad experience at churches that they don't want anything to do with the church or anybody from it. They've just... They've, they've, they've been lied to by preachers. They've been lied to by others in the church. And they were hurt. You know, sometimes people don't really understand what you're saying to them. So we have to take some time and be careful. 
But my point is that when people get lied to by people who's supposed to be good, like when your mother or father lies to you when you're a child, when you have brothers or sisters that lie to you, all of those things hurt, and they all add up. You know, I I can remember... You're going to laugh at this. I can remember when I found out that Santa Claus wasn't real. (laughs) What else is a lie? (laughs) I mean, that was my thought. What else are you lying to me about? It was really bad when I found out Superman wasn't real. (laughs) That was last week. We have to be careful not to be deceived. And we have to be careful who we listen to and what we listen to, what we get involved with. It says not only will there be people who claim to be Messiah, but uh, then he says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see to it that you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. It's not here yet. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Boy, all these things are going on, aren't they? They have been for thousands of years. (laughs) You know, there are signs that earthquakes, tornadoes, and things are increasing in volume and in intensity. But what does that mean? Does that mean we're closer to the end? Not necessarily, but just the amount of time that has passed means we're closer to the end. And whether we're close to the end or just our end, either way, it doesn't matter. We need to be ready, right? You know, recently I read a story about a a guy who went on a mission trip, and he went into Iraq. And this was back in 2014, I think it was, when ISIS had run all the Christians and, and, and all the people out of uh, Mosul and some of the other places and were taking over. And they went there as Christians uh, to help support Christians that were outcast. And so he was there and this, this guy was telling him about his conversion. Jesus had appeared to him in a dream. This guy had been a devout Muslim his whole life. You know, praying five times a day, everything, obeying. Well, Jesus appeared to him in a dream. And so when he woke up, he accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. He just instantly changed. His wife was furious. (laughs) She was also a devout Muslim. She was furious that her husband was an infidel. The next night she had the same dream he had. Jesus appeared to her. (laughs) She woke up. She accepted Jesus. Well, then everybody else rejected them. (laughs) Their life got tough after that. But then when ISIS was coming, they ran away and they came to live. Ultimately, they were in a camp. they were considered displaced persons rather than refugees. If you're in your own country, 
but don't have a place. You're a displaced person. If you're run all the way out of your country, then you're a refugee. There's the the distinction. So they were visiting with these people, and then this man looked at the wife, and he said, well, he said, did you notice any change in your husband's behavior? After he said he became a Christian, she said, yeah, he stopped beating me. (laughs) Come on, people. That's the truth. That's the way Muslims treat their wives. They beat them. He stopped beating his wife. That was the first and most important thing she noticed, which means he had more love in his heart. Then he asked him, here they are living in a tent in the middle of a bunch of Muslims. And he says, what, what do you, when you pray, what do you need? What do you ask for? He said, I don't have any needs. I have everything that I need. We're good. And he said, I thought, man, this guy's nuts. He's been run off from his home. He's living in a tent here in a, in a displaced person camp, refugee camp, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and he said, then the Holy Spirit said, shut up and listen. And he said he learned that when you have food, water, clothing, shelter, the man's right. Have everything you need. Above all, he had Jesus. That's what we need. So we don't want to be deceived. We don't want to listen to false teachers. We don't want to allow everybody to tell us every time something happens in Israel that the end is coming. There are certain things that must happen, and most of them already have happened. And the important thing is not to focus on the end's coming, the end's coming, the end's coming, the end's coming. No, the focus is should be get more people saved before the end comes. Get right with God yourself before the end comes. Share the gospel with as many people as we can before. The end comes. Because if we don't tell them the truth, guess what? The devil will tell them a lie and they won't know the difference. In fact, if you watch the news, I think you'll find out that that's already happening. So we have a job to do. But these are all just the beginning of birth pains, he says. All of these things. It's not the end yet. It's just the beginning. He says, then you'll be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. If you read much about persecuted Christians, uh, Voice of the Martyrs is a uh, a great place to go to read about persecuted Christians and to find out the needs of people in other countries and even sometimes right here. Uh, But when they're persecuted, a lot of them cave in. If their faith is not very strong, they cave in and they, they reject Jesus 
and go back to their Muslim way. When they do that, then they also tell on everybody they know that's a Christian. And those people get visited by not so nice people. You ever heard of a jihadist? <laughs> yeah. And they come looking for him. Well, when things get hard, even here in the good old U.S. of A., and when Christianity gets outlawed, true Christianity gets outlawed, that will happen here too. That day is coming, but it's not yet. Another reason for us to be busy about our Father's work right now, right now, before that time comes. And again, he talks about false prophets. Be careful of false prophets. False teachers, false teachings. We have to be careful who we listen to. I know a lot of people get on the internet and listen to this person and that person, and that's okay as long as you know when they're telling the truth and when they're not. The bad thing about listening to preachers on TV and listening to preachers on the internet is we don't know how they live. They can preach a wonderful message and sound really good. But what if they live like the devil? What if after they're off the air, they go home and get drunk? See, there's a lot of unknowns, so we have to be careful who we listen to. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most, should say many, really, will grow cold. Think about that statement and look around. Where are they? The ones who made a commitment at some point to Jesus Christ. If everybody who ever was still alive that made a commitment at some point in this church was here, it would be standing room only. Where are they? Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Folks, that phrase right there is repeated over and over and over in the scripture. When something is repeated, there's significance to it and we need to pay attention to it. In other words, we need to be uh, busy holding on to what we've got and trying to build more. Sometimes it feels like we're just holding on by one fingertip. Feel like we're about to slide off in the abyss. But don't let go because God's about to pick you up. <laughs> if we give up and quit, we've lost. But as long as we work with tenacity and we refuse to let go of Jesus, he'll never let go of us. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, folks, I want you to realize that this was done right shortly after this was written. Because here in the original word, the original language, it meant the known world of the day, which was mostly Rome. And the gospel spread through all of that before A.D. 70. 
And here, when it's talking about the end will come, it's not the end of the world. This was the end of the temple and those buildings. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Again, here we had uh, one of uh, one of the Caesars of the day went into the temple and desecrated it slaughtered a pig on the altar a pig was just something that was awful terrible to christian i mean to jewish people they were unclean animals to the jews and not only did he sacrifice the pig on the altar but then he had him take the blood and pour it all around the whole outside walls on the inside of the building totally desecrated that place and then put a statue of himself in there now just because that happened once doesn't mean it won't happen again keep that in mind prophecy often has a near fulfillment and then a far away fulfillment we need to keep that in mind These things can happen once and then happen again later on. And also we need to note that since Daniel is mentioned here, that Christ is supporting what Daniel said. So we know we can trust in Daniel's words because Jesus did. He says, Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. When you start to see these things happen, it's time to run. Those who believed this, what Jesus said, what he taught, man, they did. They run. They took off. And they actually were saved because they obeyed what Jesus said. But the ones who doubted, the ones who disbelieved, they stayed behind and most of them got killed. And then he says, let no one on the housetop go down and take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. In other words, hurry. (laughs) Don't dally around because this is going to happen suddenly. It's going to happen quickly. You're not going to have time to run back to the house and get this and that. Things are not important as your life, right? They're not as important as your life. Uh, get yourself and your children, your family away. Forget the things. Things can be replaced. Lives can't. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. I, I, can you imagine? Here you are about to give birth. You're, you're, let's say you're nine months. And now you've got to run and get away. That's not a very pleasant thought, is it? You ladies ought to understand that more than us men, but uh, even I got enough sense to know that that's not a good thing. Pray that your flight will not take place in the winter or on the Sabbath. If it happens in the winter and you don't have time to go back to get your coat or your your things, your blankets to keep you warm, you're gonna you're gonna be cold. There's a possibility of freezing, it, and if it happens on the Sabbath, 
then there's so many laws you're going to have to break <laughs> in order to get away, including the gate will be locked, closed and locked on the city, so you will have a hard time getting out of the city. For then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. So here's an event that's so bad that it's just going to be unbelievable. And it's going to be so bad that it'll never be the same again. Nothing like that will be as bad. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Now, some people say this has no reference at all to the rapture. I disagree. (laughs) I think it does. I think this may have a, again, it may have been, gee, this thing with my eyes, you know. (laughs) Uh, there, There may have been a near fulfillment of this, but I think there's still a far fulfillment of that also. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here's the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I've told you ahead of time. Now, how can they deceive the elect? Well, if the elect is not studied up, prayed up, and ready, they can be deceived. It's important for us to stay in tune with the Holy Spirit and to walk with God. When you see miracles happening, if they don't bring glory to God, they're false. Plain and simple. If they bring glory to that particular person or that particular ministry, they're false. They should always point to God because he's the only one who can do miracles, folks. He's the only one. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or he is here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Whenever there, is, wherever there is a carcass, there will the virtuals, the vultures, will gather. So, you know, first of all, he's saying, if they start telling you stay here or come here or go there because the Messiah is here, don't believe it. Why? He goes on to say, because when he comes, nobody's going to wonder what, what is going on. They're going to be able to see him in the sky. We're told the sky's going to roll back like a scroll, and then he's going to be there. And it says, you know how lightning is? You see the lightning for a long way off. And you hear that thunder. (laughs) When Jesus comes, it's going to be like that. There's not going to be any question. Some people may wonder what's happening, but no one will wonder that something is happening. (laughs) Immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. 
I don't know about you, but that sounds like something that will terrify people. It would terrify me to see all this happening. Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the people of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. When he comes back, folks, the Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you don't do that voluntarily now, then you will do it forcibly when he appears. But that won't save you if you have to be forced to say it. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. There's comfort, folks. He's coming for us. He's coming for us. He's going to take us out of here one day. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as it, its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so... When you see all of these previous things, you know that it is near right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Now, folks, again, those people in that generation did see this. Most of it, not all of it. When AD 70 came and their town was pillaged, women were raped. People were killed. It was bad. It was bad. But there's even worse yet to come. There's even worse yet to come. And the only way to avoid that is through Jesus Christ. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. What's he saying? He's saying that what he's saying is truth. What he's saying can never change because he is God Almighty and he never lies. What he's saying will happen. And what he's saying is that when you put your faith in me, you will be one of the elect that I come back for. That's a promise. That's a guarantee. We who are saved, we who believe what he says, we who accept that when he died on the cross, he died for my sins and they were canceled out and I was cleansed by his blood. Those of us who have accepted that, those of us that believe that, and those of us who go out of our way to learn his word, to obey what he says, he's coming back for us. Or we'll go to be with him before that time. But either way, we're going to be with the Lord. Amen? Amen. It don't get any better than that, folks. You know, on them beer commercials, they say, don't get any better than this. I'm sorry, they're wrong. (laughs) It gets a lot better than that. (laughs) It gets a whole lot better than that, and there's no beer involved. (laughs) Wow. I can't wait till I get to look Jesus in the eye and say thank you thank you Lord thank you if you've ever studied much about hell 
then you know you have a lot to be thankful for. Lord bless us. Come on, Bob. If you have a need, just mind the Lord and come as we sing. Forget my cane. Fall down the steps. Don't do that either. Our invitation hymn this morning is number 364. The Savior is waiting. seated. 